the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back as we head into our two six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero is the number six zero two fifty eighty nine sixty coming to you live from the veteran owned Midas Gold Group nine sixty Patriot Studios. The veteran owned Midas Gold Group is your trusted source for precious metals. By the way, I also should mention that great event we have coming up on March 26th. We're bringing in the great Mike Gallagher, Brandon Tatum, and I, with the three of us, will be on stage talking with you about the election, the issues in the election, how to think about them, what to think about them, and anything on your mind will be there for you. You can get tickets at 960thepatriot.com. We had a giveaway last Friday. Did we reach out to the winner of that ticket giveaway? Uh, we can we are in the process of reaching out to let them know. The, the White House will circle back to you All with right. an answer on this regard. Okay. But with the giveaway is still going on if you'd like yeah, yeah, to yeah, start yeah. the new giveaway yeah. for this week. Yeah, we do a pair of tickets a week for those of you that want to enter a chance to win a, a pair of free tickets to our Fighting for Freedom event with Brandon Tate and myself and Mike Gallagher. You can email young David, my producer, David Dahl. His email is ddoll, D-O-L-L, ddoll at SalemPHX.com, ddoll at SalemPHX.com. And just put FFF in the um, subject line or fighting for freedom or anything equivalent. He's smart enough to figure it out. If and you're, for those if of you that have entered already and yes. we're not fortunate enough to have won, don't worry. The contest goes on fresh each week, so yeah. feel free to email us once again. Right. And if you're not into the aleatory exercises, online, not, not exactly. 960thepatriot.com. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> You've been working on that? Yeah. You know, they're going <laughs> to they're gonna pedal me out for car commercials and okay. things like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't have to pedal you out. You actually work here at a place that could use a voice for car commercials. We, could, we don't need to pedal you out. Sure. Yeah. Sure. If the car commercials would like to come to us, yes. <laughs> we can make them happen. It is, it is not unknown to talk radio to air car commercials. That is indeed true. Katie Pavlich is uh, a good friend, and she is uh, she's the editor in chief over at townhall.com, or I'm privileged to be on the board of uh, the editorial board. But uh, she, she identifies five reasons why this uh, border security bill is set to crash and burn. Um, one, and yes, let's not strain the soup too thin over all of this. President Biden doesn't need legislation to fix the border catra- catastrophe. He started a border catastrophe. He started. OK, two, the bill provides more funding for Ukraine's borders than the U.S. southern border with Mexico. Three. The bill forces taxpayers to pay for attorneys to represent illegal immigrants breaking the law. Four, the bill provides paltry funding for additional border wall construction. Five, the legislation allows for thousands of illegal crossings to continue. Now, 
when candidates are on the campaign trail, particularly Republican candidates who are talking about illegal immigration, and I think I've heard this from more than two uh, in different races, how much illegal immigration can we tolerate? They say something like, the right answer is zero. The right answer is zero. Now, you no longer are going to get to zero illegal immigrants than you are going to get to zero carjackings or burglaries or zero of anything. But that is the law that we aim to enforce. We attempt with our feeble best efforts to get as asymptotically close to zero as we possibly can. That is the point. Not to write into law such absurdities as up to 5,000 on average a week. It's an absurdity that we have conditioned to just think is normal behavior in writing legislation. It's an absurdity. As this bill and the efforts to get it across the finish line will ultimately prove to be. And I will restate what I said earlier because I think I'm right about this. As much as it's been part of the conversation since what? Yesterday, I think it broke out. It landed yesterday and today. It'll get another couple of days, maybe. I would, I was, I was going to say by next week, but I think possibly by Friday the major conversation over will have gone. We'll have, we, have, we will have moved on from it. Just as we did in about the same amount of time, maybe even a little less, the standoff between the Biden administration, Governor Abbott in Texas, and the concertina wire. We're just going to move on because there is no way this is going to happen. The Speaker of the House, who has to appropriate money to enforce this or to pass this and has to pass this for it to become law, he said it's dead on arrival, as have all, as I say, the important senators said it is dead on arrival. And um, with that being said, there's nowhere for it to go except, and this is what I think James Langford's greatest crime is, handing a talking point to Karen Jean-Pierre so that she can say we had a bipartisan piece of legislation that the radical Republicans refused to even vote on. That's, 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 the, ultimate, that's the ultimate political felony that was committed here by Senator Langford. Um, and, you know... This whole illegal immigration thing, this whole issue, it's not one issue. It's a series of issues. And people can be ruffled, upset, angered by what's going on at our border for any number of reasons, any number of them. And there are a bevy. Some of it has to do with the criminal element that comes with it. Some of it has to do with the money and the amounts of money that are spent that come with it. $8 billion a year in this country just to educate illegal Americans, illegal immigrants in American schools. 
Do you know that? $8 billion a year. $8 billion a year. You divvy that up, by the way. You divvy that $8 billion up to the states who claim the least amount of funding, the eight states. You give a billion dollars to the eight states that claim the least amount of education funding available for their public schools. See what would happen. See what would happen. $8 billion. It can be the drugs. It can be any number of things. It can be the suppression of wages. It can be the costs involved in enforcement. The costs that are involved in enforcement with not only CPB, but also CBP, but also police and federal agencies that have to deal with the cartels. You can be against it because of human trafficking and child sex trafficking. All of these would be reason enough to be abhorred by what's going on at the border. All of these. But first and foremost, it's about having a country with a border that is secure and not a border that is insecure that for three years the Secretary of Homeland Security can say is secure when we all know it isn't. At the end of the day, it's about that. At the end of the day, it's about this country, which is why I think it was an ultimate mistake as well for them to put Ukraine and Israel in here. A big mistake. If they don't get that people are upset about what is happening First and foremost to this country, we are handing talking point after talking point after talking point to those who would go down the dangerous road of isolationism saying we don't care about this country because it shows that they may just have a point. 602-508-0960. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960, is the number, and Josh is in Gilbert. Hi, Josh. Seth, what is up? Happy what? Monday. <laughs> Happy Monday. <laughs> what is up? That's, I like that. I don't know. I don't know where to begin. I'm a little, I don't know. I I'm a little tired. I didn't sleep well last night. How far do you want me to, how deep do you want me to get here with that? What is up? You're right. You know what? <laughs> I, I shouldn't ask that question unless I'm prepared to take the full answer. So well, I, can, I, can, I can give you my, all, all my tale of my long tale of woes if you want. I mean, it's up to you, but, you know, I mean, I was just going to mention something about the border. Oh, well, let's go there. <laughs> let's do that then. Let's, 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 let's spare the audience. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was. I happened to be listening to Hugh Hewitt this morning when he was listed, uh, when he was uh, interviewing the. Wasn't senator that a Amanda. weird interview? Not because of Hugh, but because of Langford. Wasn't he weird? Yeah, I didn't call specifically about that, but it was like, "Yo, fool!" Like this guy's like, "Well, we have money if we want to yeah. build the wall." Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but the, the ankle bracelet thing was like ridiculous. Ridiculous. So I was like, I didn't even know. It, yes. It was. It was, it was so, such an I, odd interview. Yeah. Yeah and, and, and yeah, and good for you for kind of putting him in a corner. But I um, I was just thought, I think this issue, like every other issue we deal with, is another matter of 
the left changing the narrative and the language to where, like, you know, like, well, what do we do with all these people when we come? We got to do this and we got to do that. How about we do nothing because no one's allowed to come here illegally? Like, we're not even, like, having that conversation. It's like, well, you know, we got to do this and make sure we do that and give them this and give them that. And it's like, um, it's like my kids. It's like, yo, you don't get any gummies. It's zero gummies. And they're like, well, what if I just have... One or two gummies. It's like, no, you get zero gummies. Finish your dinner. It's like we're not even we're not even having that conversation. It's like, well, you know, I, yeah. I, you're we're, you're we're, making a really good point because maybe you tell me, as I said, I didn't sleep well last night. Did I miss some effort in the last, I don't know, 24 hours or 24 years where we voided and canceled our immigration laws? Did I miss that vote or that did I miss it? Because you're absolutely right, Josh. The enforcement of the current law would do just fine. Yeah, you know, if they want a border bill, it should be illegal immigration is absolutely illegal. <laughs> you know, whatever. Just like it is the sense sentence. of the Congress to restate Title Eight, chapter. Yes, of course. I know that that is the point, isn't it? That is the point. It's fine, but listen, and I've got, listen, I know all the stories. Listen, we could sit here all day long and go through all the stories about this and that and how they want it. Listen, I get it, man. But you know what? Like, you try to sneak into any other country's borders on the earth, you're lucky you're, like, alive within 24 hours. Listen, you you know, know, this was done by invitation. It's not magic. It's not... um, it's it, it it's not some 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 weird prestidigitation that occurred or osmosis whereby the number of illegals coming through the border per month is the number that came through per year under Donald Trump that 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 didn't just happen by accident actions were taken words were stated promises were made invitations were extended agents were told to stand down Building the wall was stop- was stopped. I mean, there the, worth there there is a reason this is happening now. The main reason sits at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. It doesn't require legislation. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I just, I, I, I mean, there, there's got to be. They just, they can't just fall in this trap of well, yeah, no, we wanna, we wanna take care, of, you know, whatever. As long as we like cut down the numbers, the numbers should be zero. It's like saying, hey, 5,000 murders a day is acceptable. It's like, no, zero is the acceptable number. Yeah, not that, 5, that, that is the reason we have a law. The laws forbid things. Yeah, laws forbid things. That's yeah. what they do. They forbid. I, uh, they outlaw things. Yeah. I, um, no, it's, 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 it's completely insane. Um, can I say on a fun note for yes, David please. real yes. quick? Yeah, what about? I know that he wants that the country of Finland may not be real. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You cut out. But I think I heard what you said. You said that young, oh, yeah. da- you, you said that young David I, thinks the country of Finland isn't real. Yes, and I think I've called in before, and as an avid poker player, one of the greatest poker players in the world, a high-stakes cash game player, his name is Patrick Antonius, and he is from Finland. So there's at least one person who claims they are from the country of Finland. More importantly, is that the only export from Finland other than Finlandia Vodka? Wait a minute. 
Wait a minute, Josh. Have I mean, you ever met Patrick? Uh, okay. Have you ever I, verified <laughs> that Patrick came from Finland? Have we seen well, some sort of I documentation do... to prove that he came from Finland? Wait a minute Listen, here. We're, da- we're making a I lot get... of assumptions. Listen, if if I get to the World Series of Poker this summer and run into him, I will make sure I ask for some kind of document. <laughs> Please do, <laughs> and you will have our unwavering support in your journey to get there. <laughs> he, he might be the yeah. only export other than the vodka. He might be. He's a good export. He's a good-looking guy, and he's a really good poker player. So, hey, that, he's got that going for Well, him. by the mayor of New York's definition, it's good that he's spending the money here, I suppose, huh? Yeah. Oh, Mr. Mayor, who wore an $800 scarf today under a bulletproof vest. Did he really? While he was talking about... Did he really? Wow. Oh, yeah. You should go to the New York Post and see that. That was crazy. These people are so tone deaf. They're so <laughs> tone deaf. Bill Maher said the other night, everything is going just fine in this country. Really? Everything is going just fine? We're doing fine? Really? Really? It's, man, it's two different worlds. Increasingly two different worlds. Yep. Incredible. Thank you, Seth. Thank you, Josh. You betcha. How do you you see, though? I mean, you know, you don't need to experience something to know it. How do you see what's going on in this country and draw the conclusion that everything is just fine? How is that possible when you have a president with the lowest approval? Is everyone wrong but you? You have record-breaking low approval ratings for this president, and you're saying everything is just fine? Really? What did I say the other day? I was borrowing from Leo Strauss about the fable of Nero fiddling while Rome was burning. He was talking about our modern educators when he made the point Leo Strauss did. He said they're excused by two things. They don't realize they're fiddling, and they don't know that Rome is burning. But how do you not know something? How do you live in California, for God's sakes, as Bill Maher does, and not know something is very, 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 very wrong here? Tell me, tell me one thing that Trump did worse than Biden. Tell me one thing Biden has done better than Trump. One. Just give me one. Give me one. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602 Have we covered everything in your universe that we needed to? What we- does that paper say? Huh? I said, what does that paper say? What paper? The one that you write down things oh, yeah. to make fun of before <laughs> <I, yeah>. on. <laughs> oh, we didn't do Brigadoon. Did you want to put in a word for Brigadoon? Brigadoon, the movie with Gene Kelly and Van Johnson. Saw it over the weekend. It was very good. Very good. Okay. And that's that. And that's all we got? I was inspired to watch it after having worn a, a dress two weeks ago. So I figured I might as well uh, watch movies about other men of Scottish descent. Should we wear should we pray almost like being in love on the way out? Sure. By, by sure. Maynard Ferguson. Why does that have to be Maynard Ferguson? Because he does it more interestingly than anyone else. Have you heard Nat King Cole's version? I'd rather Maynard. Have you heard Nat King Cole's version? I, I, I'm that's, playing the fifth. I'd rather Maynard. That's not the question I. Do you asked know the you, difference between TX and RX in radio speak? TX RX is a prescription. TX means transmit, RX means receive. Uh-huh. So when I offer up a musical suggestion, that's a TX, I TX. I do not RX musical suggestions. Very rarely. You do Isn't not receive it? them. 
huh? I do not receive them. I don't receive them well. Um, I did want to uh, bring up an interesting op-ed, and you know, maybe I'll get into this with the Hallmans tomorrow a little bit, although I think they want to do a lot on the illegal immigration issue too. But maybe it's all part of the same thing. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. These, uh, before I get to that, you heard me a couple times today already say that this border security bill will probably not be a story by Friday. Certainly won't be by next week, but maybe as soon as Friday, maybe Thursday. I go to the New York Times website. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I mean, I, I, I'm at 10 stories before they get to the immigration border security debate at the New York Times on their front page. More rain coming to California. King Charles is diagnosed with cancer. Blinken meets with Saudi crown prince. Um, U.S. strikes destroyed or damaged most of the Iranian militia targets they hit in Syria. What happened to that story, by the way? What happened to that story? I'm asking, honestly. And now we're just broadcasting all over. Yeah, we just television news that we're going to do it again, and we, here's where. And we did it for the first four days. Mm-hmm. And do we think that the message to Iran here is, oh boy, we better behave? Did, did 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 this did this did did this sort of did this did this uh, uh, launch send to you the message that we really sent Iran a message? Was this the message to Garcia that Iran was supposed to receive, or did it feel a little bit more like Bill Clinton bombing a pharmaceutical factory in the Sudan in 1998? Al Shifa was it? I think it feels a lot more like that. Than it does Operation Praying Mantis when Reagan destroyed the Iranian Navy in a day. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Maybe that's why it's not a story. Everyone was hand-wringing about it on Friday. Now it doesn't even get as much attention as Prince Charles, sorry, King Charles's cancer diagnosis. We wish him well. Or why this chicken and rice from a food cart costs 67% more now. That's actually an interesting story we should get to. But all of that is above this border security deal. Lest you think the New York Times isn't giving you all the news that's fit to print. The Washington Post front page. Um, nothing. Nothing. You get a 91-year-old ex-GOP legislator in the Trump ballot as story one. You get King Charles's diagnosis with cancer, story two. You get historic rains in Southern California, story three. Boy, the New York Times and the Washington Post really ratcheted up the rains in California, didn't they? That's evidently a big story. Weather is more important than border problems. I wonder if they're not writing about the border problems in part because it has to have them admit there is a border problem. I wonder if that's why they're not... not uh, caroming up the uh, the story on the border security legislation, which is roiling politics right now. I wonder if that's it. Six zero two fifty eighty nine sixty. We'll be right back. 
Friends, the folks at Midas Gold Group have told me the U.S. government and the Fed will have no choice but to eventually steer interest rates lower, because if they don't, the current level of interest rates will bankrupt the nation. There's no telling when the dam will break. But when it does, Midas wants to make sure you have flood insurance, in this case, gold. Call the Midas Gold Group now. Look into the opportunities gold can provide you as a way to diversify your investments. Call 480-360-3000 or go to MidasGoldGroup.com. Midas Gold Group is the nation's number one veteran-owned gold IRA firm. Protect your assets. Call 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000. Midas Gold Group, always faithful. MidasGoldGroup.com. Yes, young David, you said you had a question you wanted to throw out. You made... Things echo in my brain. Yeah, what did I do? Echoes of a past that I have not lived. Okay. And uh, what you were saying there really got me thinking about some history that I do know. And, yeah, I think these bombings are very reminiscent, at least in my brain, of the Clinton-era bombings of Iraq who didn't follow through on their sanctions from the uh, first Gulf War. And it's almost, you know, I'm, I'm hearing echoes of Madeleine Albright saying it's all worth it, but what happens? Four to six years later, we had to get involved under a Republican administration. And I don't think anybody wants us to get involved in a Middle Eastern conflict with American boots on the ground. Yeah, I think there are some lessons there. Now, I I wasn't thinking when I spoke of the bombings in Iraq, but I do remember that very well. I remember that town hall with Sandy Berger and Madeleine Albright. And she said, listen to me, I'm a professor. Do you remember that? Just awful. It, God, it was awful listening to her. Very smug. I mean, I was on their side, but what we didn't know at the time was that it was going to be ineffectual. Um, Alexander Hamilton said, when you go to war, you go like Hercules. When you go to war, you go like Hercules. Um, and these, you know, half measures that the Shifa pharmaceutical company in Sudan or those sortes in Iraq in 1998, I think it was, um, or this kind of thing that we're engaging in now, these half measures avail us very little. It's just enough, just enough to anger the people on the ground to hate us more. You go, you go like Hercules. You send them a message from Garcia. You take out a Qasem Soleimani. You take out an Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi or chase him to the gates of his own suicide vest, which is what we did in uh, Syria in helping to end ISIS. You take out the Navy that is obstructing international shipping and is responsible for shipping illegal armaments to enemies abroad. You take it out. You put those ships on the floor of the ocean. You can do all of that, quite frankly, without having to literally attack Iran, which everyone seems to be and appropriately seems to be opposed to doing. We don't need to do that. And the lessons of every time that we go like Hercules is it puts a quietus on the enemy. And the lessons that you were referencing, David, that every time we kind of half ear it, (laughs) 
every time we kind of half measure it or less, it just angers them enough. It's kicking the beehive. It's kicking it. And you cannot tell me that our intelligence doesn't know at this point or an allies of ours's intelligence doesn't know at this point where to take them all out, whether in Syria or whether in other countries, Iraq particularly, Syria and Iraq right now, take them all, and Yemen, take them all out. Take them out. What's stopping us? Why do we play tit for tat with Americans' lives and our allies' lives? I believe it is the immoral thing when you have the power to engage in a moral cause, not to use it, not to do it. The defense of innocent life. If you see someone attacking someone in a subway and you have the wherewithal, the training, the strength, you name it, to do something about it and you don't, or your reaction is to just video it for clicks, that is immoral. If it's enough to just walk up to the guy and give him a Deacon Jones head slap and then walk away, that doesn't stop it, that is immoral. That is immoral. It is immoral to have the power to stop horror and not stop it. That is the immoral thing. And the way the world works is when you engage in that immoral behavior, it encourages more from the other side. Honest to God, if you're the democracy, if you're if you're if you're in in the leadership of Iran, and you look at what took place, that not even our newspapers are carrying it anymore, or it's far below the floods in California and the cancer diagnosis of the king. By the way, why are we so enamored of the king, David? Please, you're the wrong one to ask. You're probably I'm one of them. I'm the wrong one. Yeah, you're. I'm you're by Bill, why are we so enamored of the king? This is not. I mean, I suppose it's an ally and all that, but and we wish him well and all that. But it's it's a little much. That it's not who we are. We we were founded against blood and royalty. I find blood and royalty, frankly. A little, a little vomitous. The idea that people should rule and can have legacies of rule by nothing more than dint of accident of birth. It's not who we are. It's not who we are. The Democratic Party, by the way, tries to do that here, but not accident of birth just by putting a D by your name. An entitlement. No, I mean that very sincerely. When you look at how recklessly or without a pang of conscience they think it is okay to remove your opponent from a ballot. D stands for divinely appointed. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Seems to be that way, doesn't it? It does seem to be that way. Talk to Brandon about this in a little bit here. I want to run a theory by him about massive victory. Massive victory. I'll say something about that when we come right back. Domestically, I'm speaking. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show, portions of which brought to you by our friends at Y-Refi. They have a secure investment that actually helps people, and you can earn up to a 10.25% fixed rate of return, and it's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. You're in control. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. There are absolutely no fees. You can have peace of mind in that there's no attack on principle. If you ever need your money back, you get your monthly statement with no surprises. This is a secure and collateralized portfolio offered up by Y-Refi. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, or call 888-YREFI-24, 888-YREFI-24. I was uh, ensorcelled. You know that word, David? Ensorcelled. That's the word of the day that I don't know. Okay. Check it out. Look it up. Bewitched. By a piece... um, Ross that wrote in the New York Times yesterday, only America can save the future. If you guys have access to it at the New York Times, take a look at it. Ross that D-O-U-T-H-A-T. And it's an interesting thesis. I'll probably explore it with the Hallmans a bit tomorrow, too. But what? Why are you laughing? Because even Google says this is archaic. Oh, all of a sudden you're Mr. All About Google? Uh, no. Duck, duck, go, I, I, I thought, is what we used around here. See, if they call it archaic. Let's consult that in the minute that we have left. America can save the future if and only if. It's one of those conditional notions. He doesn't say this. I say this. And I want to explore with Brandon Weikert if we can do this. If and, if, if and only if we have a decisive political victory. I mean, November is going to be – this November is going to be a great weather vane of where we are as a country. You know, everyone's – not everyone, but you have often heard said that all this lefty, crazy, woke stuff, it's, you know, it's not as big as it seems. It's not as widespread as it seems. It's just an echo chamber of, you know, people with a few thousand followers that replicate and repeat it in a loop, and it gets more attention. than Well, we'll see, won't we? We'll see. This This will be a test, and it'll be an important test because this is – when the wheels, this was the presidency where the wheels came off the cart. We thought Jimmy Carter was a memo to the Democratic Party that they all got. The title of which is Do Nothing Like This Again. They took it in the direction of do more like that all over again and then some. All right, we'll talk to Brandon when we come back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com